0: Welcome to the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I'm once again your host, Josiah, and yet again, I have with me Byron. What's I'm, up, so you Byron? You cut
1: my line, Josiah.
0: Oh, that's my what, line. what did you want to say? And I'm your co-host, Byron. That's the uh,
1: one thing I always do. Come on.
0: We're we, we are pretty out of practice, so I couldn't, I, I was working on you just...
1: got You got a different podcast, so- Yeah. You, you got a different podcast, and so now you forget how to do the one that we started? Like, ours doesn't matter anymore. It's all about this new one about gorillas and pastors and stuff.
0: Yes. it's the, With no context whatsoever. It's about gorillas. It's a weird
1: animal podcast and yeah. pa- being pastors to them? I don't know.
0: It's about like gorillas. Jane Goodall,
1: but for Jesus.
0: Space and also about pastors. So. Yeah, you're
1: Jane Goodall for... for, for- Jesus, I get
0: it. My vocation in zookeeping. (laughs) Yes, that's what it's about, actually. No, it's not. Oh, my lantern. You're
1: missionaries to to gorillas, right?
0: That's what it's about, right? It's wrong spelling. Wrong spelling. For the record.
1: Just because you can't spell doesn't mean...
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I regret this. Oh, my goodness. My wife told me that both podcasts I have are terribly spelled in that they're not actually terribly spelled it's just there's lots of repetitive letters (laughs) they're very difficult words to spell it's hard to find them on podcasting platforms and I agreed so that's my niche gifting is that when I name a podcast I name it the worst thing for making it easy to find I guess millennial can can I make a,
1: a confession to you sure every time I search for our podcast on any different like when I've tried different podcasting whatever I misspell millennial every time I can't spell it. I, I literally, I suck at spelling the word millennial, and it's literally in our. It's it's in the podcast name and the podcasting network's name, so yeah, it's bad.
0: Well, I just do what I do for Wednesday. I go millennial. e o o like I. It, you got to do the double sounds, and even then, I get I, it wrong half the time. I,
1: I hate spelling Wednesday, but I do the same thing. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh,
0: yeah. Wow, we're really starting off well. So hey, listeners, you were probably expecting Amy McCrofsky, a guest host for this season, and you're not hearing her, and there's a reason for that. So let's let's talk about that for a second. First and foremost, I hope you've been enjoying her episodes. She has been interviewing female pastors in the Southeast United States of America. So far, we've heard lots of stories, and I've enjoyed them. There's a common thread that, you know, there's some unique challenges for women in ministry who are also parents and trying to pastor. And Amy is not um, immune to those challenges. Currently, I'm trying to remember all the things, Byron. I'm, I probably, I'll probably, i probably forget a thing or two she's doing. She's got four kids. She's, Correct. she's married. She Correct. is pursuing further advancement in ministry, yes. working, working on a master's degree, I believe, currently
1: master's degree and ordination right so she's going through that process while also getting a master's degree which is helping her get her ordination for the schooling side right
0: i think she actually just got ordained i think she just finished up the education for ordination and is now transitioning to master's degree work but all that to be said she's a little busy and she's also so i mean not only is she busy but the guests she's trying to interview are very busy as well. And a couple things happened this week that made it to where, and, and the last time we were supposed to have an episode air that made it next to impossible to get the, the podcast out. Most recently, Amy has had like three different conferences. I'm pretty sure she went to for pastoring stuff. And this is like the only time of year when they exist. And, uh, she's also had a hard time finding times to actually schedule with other guests, which was, Hey, that was part of our hangout. But, but you know, it's funny on the
1: phone earlier when you, we planned this last minute. This is like just me less than an hour ago to say, hey, let's do something real quick. When you said conferences, because I work in education, my first thought was, oh, she had conferences for all four of her children, which take time because that's also this time of year. The third quarter is ending. Um, spring breaks are happening. And so in my head, I didn't think about conferences you go to to learn things. I thought you meant conferences for her children no and now i feel kind of dumb but in my context that makes more sense than (laughs) i haven't been to a conference for anything in years like for professional although i was supposed to go to some but they got canceled because of covid so
0: well and you're also you're also the backup option for who i was going to record with today as well um i was actually going to try to do an update with amy today earlier but then she texted me probably an hour and a half ago, right before I called you and said, my hot water heater exploded and my garage is flooding. So now I can't do that. So full disclosure. Good to know that
1: I'm literally the set, the backup on a show that I am the co-host of. Uh, I did not know. Well, that's the first time I did not hear this from Josiah earlier. So
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought, well, I already knew she had her, her hot water heater blew up. So I knew that was part of the issue, but Cool.
0: I hope you feel well. Yes, it's
1: good to be replaced. <laughs> I guess I can't call myself the talent anymore because I'm not even wanted.
0: Oh, my Atlanta. That's not even remotely true. Oh, and
1: also, just for fun, I got headbutted by a child today. The third time that's happened in my current position at a preschool, the first time I got a very bad concussion, the second time I just had a bad headache, and I'm hoping that today's is also just a bad headache for the day, but yeah, like it. It's almost six o'clock now, my time, and around three fifteen this afternoon, I had a kid run as fast as they could, basically right into my head. head <laughs> the hardest part of their head hit my temple, and it hurts a lot. So it's if good to know that I'm second second choice, just after I have a head wound. Do the best.
0: <laughs> if you would like to send Byron a helmet, we will provide you a mailing address if you would like to message us.
1: Anyways, today have a, a large head though, so you're probably like a football helmet size, it's probably an XL, just so you know.
0: Or double XL. No, we're mine's gonna, not that
1: big. I'm not you.
0: we're gonna yeah. They're still the, Lord, the hel-
1: high school. Yeah, I remember that.
0: The helmet that no one else has used since I was in high school. My brothers have all gone to the locker room to point it out, take pictures of it, send it to me, and say, Yep, your head was the biggest, no one else has used the helmet. Triple XL. Any, hey, we we actually like need to say a thing about the podcast <laughs> though. So I know we really thoroughly plan this out well, but basically we realized that we have not done a good job of explaining what this year is going to look like. We're going to have basically four different seasons of podcasting. We have it all confirmed. The first season is with Amy, and it will be coming to a close. We might have a couple episodes we release quickly because following that we have. Well, I don't actually want to say who yet because. There are some things happening. They're actually um, – yeah, I, I can't say actually. I don't want to blow up their phone.
1: Well, but the point is we have somebody ready to go, and they have guests scheduled and ready, and the they're, they're, plan is working. It's happening.
0: Yes. There's going to be themes that come out of this uh, multiple season in this year, Millennial Pastor Podcast. The next theme I think I can share, and we're going to do four seasons in one year. That's probably – it can become confusing, but that's what you can do on podcasts. The next season it's is all also about... how
1: years work. There are four seasons in a year, so I don't think it's that confusing. Just that
0: you're concussed, so I don't know. We'll ask mm, you but again. You're the one
1: saying dumb things about seasons, so
0: <laughs> I'll you know. cut this. I'll cut this all out again. Please don't. <laughs> okay, maybe it'll make. <laughs> we'll have the second season of the podcast will be focused on folks that have left the ministry. The third and fourth season are going to have themes of folks that haven't left that have. And examples for millennials to look to that are also fellow millennials and also a similar uh, geographically based theme, I think, to wrap up the year. And I can't remember if that's the right order of those two. But for the rest of the year, we have three additional guest hosts that all either have a focused theme, a focused demographic, or a focused uh, geographical location they're focused on. Sometimes both. But for the rest of the year, you may hear me and Byron jump in occasionally to fill in like now. Or to help with handing off the torch to the next guest host, so the the newest or the next time you'll hear us talk will be to do that, handing off from Amy to the next guest host, who shall remain unnamed for now, and so on and so forth. But that that's something we haven't spent a lot of time really laying out, so you know what to expect. And we're working really hard to have a consistent every other week schedule. I can tell you that the next season will be weekly, though, so that'll be a change. Did I miss anything?
1: Nope. More content on the way. So what more, we need to tell you.
0: More content. Because that's what's
1: important in the internet world, apparently.
0: Consistency and content delivery. I think Hopefully
1: we'll have uh, some more good stories for you to listen to about millennials in and out of ministry and in different regions. And we can actually use this podcast to spread stories, which is the whole point. And we can continue to do that through other people's voices because our voices are tired of being listened to. That doesn't make sense, but that's what made sense in my head. I didn't have a head injury, so maybe that's why it makes sense in my head.
0: Oh, my Lanta! Uh, I had talked to mm-hmm. Amy about, like, promoing my new podcast if they needed to listen to something for now, but that feels like shameless self-promotion. You already said what it's called, so that's enough. I think we covered that. Otherwise, we can wrap it up.
1: Ministry to gorillas and...
0: No. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to say what it is now for real. Travel me. Okay, so... I have not, like, I need to read it. I need to read what I put on the website. Um, Give me a second. It's it's
1: actually called the Gorilla Pastors, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
0: Gorilla Pastors Podcast, and it's it's gorilla meaning G-U-E-R-R, not like gorilla at the zoo gorilla. And gorilla is just a a word that can mean subversive or unconventional or non-institutional, and that's the point. So the actual podcast is about these guerrilla pastors, myself included, which chronicles young ministers shifting from, in quotes on our website, traditional church ministry to subversive pastoral presence. And it's our attempt to sort of carve out space for what seems like a pretty widespread felt tension in ministry for young folks that maybe they don't fit this one-size-fits-all Lead pastor on a Sunday morning, or a so- associate pastor with highly specialized ministry in a traditional church context, and try to carve out some space for conversations about what does it look like to not fit that mold, and how can we validate the difference, uh, the different pastoral vocations and convictions, and value them just as much as that traditional Sunday morning pastor. And also vocation. just
1: helping people understand that ministry does not mean you show up at a building once a week or more for people who work in the building or whatever. But ministry is not this one thing in a box. It is a multitude of things. God and Jesus specifically call people to ministry in creative ways. And this is my perspective, not anybody on that podcast, but the church in America has gotten very stale and we've decided Ministry means you go sit your butt in a seat, and you listen to a sermon, you sing some songs, and you talk to people in fellowship, which is not bad. But we grew up in a church that a lot of people viewed the ministry of the churches as their choir program because they did big productions. And, well, they invite people to church. And we, we had these tickets for their Christmas program every year because we could, we could only fit so many people. You didn't pay for them. They were free. But it's like, go give them to your neighbors and stuff. Not bad things, but that the, the vast majority of the church at the time, this is years ago, viewed that church's ministry as the choir program. We did next to no real outreach. We did next to no real ministry in our community. Now, certain people did in small groups, and they were actually more guerrilla-type people in our congregation because a lot of it wasn't even known. Some really good, awesome things got happened in our community through people in our church and most of the church never knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some awesome things in there. So understanding that ministry does not mean it's it's not in a box. So that's something we've tried to do in this podcast. I think it's fair. Like we talked to pastors about what's your job title. What do you do all day? Like what, what do you do? How do you do it? Why is that important? And so this other podcast is more about talking to those pastors who are in, non-traditional at least in the american sense um positions and it's been really interesting for me to listen to the other guy the other two main people you have on it that features the three of you but like what you guys do but even when we talked with you and your brother about taco the taco truck and giving food to kids that's not a sunday morning activity that's just meeting people's physical needs that's ministry. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good space. If, if you haven't listened, please check it out. And I'm not on that podcast. It's not self-promotion for me. I enjoy this podcast. But check it out and see, you know, there's let's expand our minds and be creative. I think Christ constantly talked in the Gospels about being creative in our ministry. Um, and all these stories, all the the times he talks about how, we treat people and yes they had very very much cultural co- connections with you know the Samaritan for one he's the enemy of the Jews like he's not a friend but all these different times where people are like hey let's think outside the box and do something different and better why just stick to our people and even his like you know if we love those who love us even the Gentiles do that even us Josiah dirty Gentiles even we can love who those who love us so how can we get creative to love people and reach people in a completely different way? And and then when they say, why are you doing this? One, because I have the ability to do. But two, God has called me to love people and your people. You might not be considered, quote unquote, my people, but I'd like you to be. And that doesn't mean that they become Christians on the spot. My people is the masses, the world, the pe that we are the. God sent us out to everybody. And we way too often say, come to my walls. If I accept you, then you're a part of my people. Well, Jesus does not talk about walls. He doesn't want walls. Go meet people and bring yourself in the kingdom to people. So I just like the idea of guerrilla, not in violence. And you guys talk about it on the podcast, but being sneaky with the way we love people and treat people, and how we can show people who Christ is through things they wouldn't expect. And that's how you can build some great real relationships.
0: And it's, it's funny you named the fact that you're not in it. And I've actually had people text me like, are you on Byron Good? I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, he's not on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons. It has nothing to do with our friendship. It's like practice, scheduling, workload. But also the new podcast is located in the Pacific Northwest. And you're just
1: Well, it's also called the Gorilla Pastors. Byron Certain is not a pastor. Not sure. anymore. I haven't been for years. I walked away from that. I work with special needs kids. I think that's my calling, but I'm not a reverend. I'm not a pastor. I'm not pursuing ordination. I don't fit the mold for that podcast. Also, though, it, for the main part is it is like your district is working. It's three people in the same district talking. About it. So it is specific to your district, kind of. As you talk about that, like a shared general location, but well, there's also your content is not, it can be taken by anybody in the world and you can find new ways to open the doors and do things that are creative and different than traditional Sunday ministry or Sunday and Wednesday or whatever.
0: Well, we, we have some fun with the, the fact that most, most folks that don't live here look at Seattle because we're all close to Seattle, if not right in Seattle, most, uh, you know, I would say, let's call them American evangelicals or Christians, whatever. There's this understanding that Seattle is this God forsaken, you know, pagan landscape, right? Like with what happened in 2020 with CHOPs or CHAZ or whatever acronym you gave it. Um, there's all this understanding of it being this super post-Christian, post-church world. And there's plenty of truth to that. The fact that we, you know, don't have a ton of people in church buildings on Sunday mornings is really what they're speaking to. Um, but that's also the crux of the issue in that traditional tried and true methods of the past hundred years don't really have the same effectiveness as they might have in, you know, like the Bible belt or something like that. And so there's something, which by the way is losing
1: people in churches all over. Sure. It may have started in certain places that you would think of New York, parts of California, Seattle, all these liberal, like we, we like to talk about how they don't agree with our political views. So they can't be good. Evangelicals do anyway, but In the Bible, I live in Ohio. Southwest Ohio is pretty conservative Christian evangelical area, and from what I've heard, I don't—I have not been any in any of these churches physically because of you know I work in a school and COVID's still a thing, and people have still gotten sick like crazy here. But um, attendance is pretty much down everywhere, and it may have started because of a pandemic, but. There's a lot more to it now.
0: Sure. But there's also an interesting uh, observation that we're trying to make on the, the Gorilla Pastors podcast in that there's been plenty of folk up here that have already been trying to pivot from the building-centric attraction model, church growth Sunday morning focus to a much more guerrilla, subversive neighborhood presence model before the pandemic even happened. But now that the pandemic has happened, it's like, oh we should pay attention to that more. That there's just more traction with these sort of, I call them progressive, call them outside the box, call them creative, whatever you want to call them. They're just not hinging on a Sunday morning worship service and a sanctuary church model. And just the fact that we can say that is a model of how church can be done and it's not the only model might be something that someone hasn't thought about before, which is part of why there is more of a mass appeal to not just be a you know, Northwest thing, but a broad appeal for, for any number of people that could listen to it. So the thrust of the show is kind of explaining what guerrilla means. Uh, initially, right now, that we've had a bunch of introductory episodes, but we're going to get into more of explaining what, what guerrilla ministry, what subversive presence looks like in a practical way. We're going to have more folks on the podcast, whether they call themselves guerrilla pastors or not, I don't know. I will call them that because what they're doing doesn't fit in the nice, neat box of the Sunday morning. But there's there's a lot to it that's still being unpacked. Um, the, the so much of the Pacific Northwest uh, ministry landscape also deals with the fallout of not just what happened early on with Mark Driscoll, but then re the resurgence of the podcast Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, and that's part and parcel why Gorilla is such an interesting name for us. Uh, I see Gorilla still having some sort of interesting mirror to to the like the afghanistan conflict like well, how did the taliban beat back this massive empire the, for me the answer is simple i heard someone say just as simply as as we're talking right now well you can't kill an ideology um so if you look at the institution of the church you you can kill an institution really easily mars hill is a perfect example uh... one the whole thing's built on one person right the attraction model church growth models all these institutional norms for church can be pretty easily killed I can't. I mean, each month there's a new controversy. Right now, it's it's the uh, Discovery Channel documentary on Hillsong in New York, right? Whatever that guy did, Justin Bieber's church. Like, there's all these names associated with it. It's really easy to shut that stuff down. One person just makes some terrible decisions, and the institution implodes. However, if ministry, if pastoral ministry, if church gathering, if faith communities are founded on just good theology, you just can't. I mean, that's not something that just dies. It just doesn't go away. It just can't be killed. Just like, I mean, the Taliban's a terrible example maybe of, of, of what I'm talking about, but that's the example that makes sense in my head. The reason that they have continued to exist is because they're ideologically driven, not founded on institutional structures. And that's, that's the, the same principle can be applied to pastoral ministry in my mind, that if you're founded on good theology practiced and not on institutions being maintained and propped up, then church can have a, a much more honest uh, existence. I, I don't know. and uh, But that, there again, I also try to practice saying this a lot because we've gotten lots of feedback on this podcast, but on the new one as well. I'm not trying to kill traditional churches either. I think that there's plenty of space for both to cohabitate and to collaborate. So that, yeah, that... I was not planning on sharing all this, so thank you for continuing to call it an animal and annoy me into explaining more (laughs) further what the podcast is. It's like you and Amy, even though you didn't know this was happening today, conspired to make me talk about it. You're welcome. So that's it. Um, This is actually the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I guess now that we talked about it, I have to put a link to the other one in the description because I think that's what we have to do. But stay tuned. We're going to have a couple more episodes from Amy. They might come out rapidly because starting let me look at my calendar this is going to come out this episode is going to come out well april 6th but starting april 20th is going to be a new season so next week we might just be dropping a couple episodes all at once i'm sorry this is real life this happens sometimes but starting the end of april there will be a new season with a new guest host and uh stay tuned you'll hear all about it and i think that's it okay the end this has been the millennial. Pa- I, did, or I forget how to end this. This is the millennial pastor podcast. I was your host Josiah.
1: I'm your co-host Byron.
0: And you might hear us again, maybe. Stay tuned. One day.